0: You're going to be hungry. Amen. You may take your seats. You're going to be hungry. And, you know, I came this morning with not a tough word, but a word that needs to be uh, taught, especially here in uh, what we would call a word of faith church. A church where we, uh, we have our Bibles, we have notebooks, I see them flipping, we have pens. Uh, we know what to say and what not to say and when to say it and how to say it. You know, we know how to write a confession. You know what I'm saying? We know, we know how to come before and testify, know that it's not me, I'm boasting in the Lord. and the only, We know all of the little things we ought to say. But I don't think we are really yet understanding Colleen, you said it, that we got to do the work. That there is a labor that goes along with the manifestation. And I don't mean manifestation like the goofy folk out there talking with crystals in their pocket quartz, jade, onyx, it ain't going to bring you nothing. Y'all, they're rocks. They're rocks. They're rocks. The rocks okay, but if you work the word, things will happen in your life, it goes without saying. So, this morning, the, the simple subject nothing just happens, nothing just happens. And I know in the faith church, that's not what we believe. We get over into calling everything toil and that's work, and I'm not doing this because I'm not toiling, I'm not doing that because that's laboring, ladies and gentlemen. The Lord will let you spend your entire life in the same situation that you're in right now. He will, because when he created us, he created us in his likeness and in his image. It talks about us being the same kind of spiritual, uh, volitional, which is his will. We have a will the same way he has a will. We have a will and emotional. The same emotion he has, we have. Now, we're not created into his physical being, and we know why, right? Because he is a what? He's a spirit. But in all of that, he will allow you to use your volition, your will, to carry out your life in the way you want to carry it out. Now, I hear all of the confessions. Oh, we're going to be millionaires. Oh, we're going to be rich. Oh my goodness, my children are coming home. Oh, we got a laundry list, a new car is in the driveway. Listen to me. It's not gonna just happen because you confessed it. It's not gonna happen because you go to this church. It's not gonna happen because you know which televangelist to watch on TV and which one not to watch. It's going to happen if you do the work. Nothing just happens. Oh, Pastor Kim, Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Can we put it on the screen for me? I'm I'm all over the place. Just already, media, already. (laughs) Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. He adds no sorrow with what? With the blessing. So we get fancy, right? And we go over into the amplifier, right? And it says, and neither does toiling increase it. What is the it? The blessing. There is nothing you can do to change the magnitude or the function or the potency of the blessing. It does not say that you can't work to bring the riches. It's not talking about the riches. The subject in that sentence is the blessing. So, when we see a pronoun in that sentence, it's referring back to the subject of that sentence, which is the blessing. There is nothing you can do to make the blessing more than what it is. But here's the truth about the blessing the blessing is a force, it is an empowerment to prosper. But the blessing has to work on something. The blessing is not some woo kind of thing out there. Well, ooh, I got the blessing on me. You're going to be hungry. And if you live in St. Petersburg, Florida, or any of the surrounding areas, if we don't get up off of our tushies and get to work, and I'm not talking about getting a third and fourth job. I'm talking about working the things of this word, working the principles of the kingdom. You're going to be homeless, hungry, miserable, depressed, because there's a system out there that's working against humanity. Not against Christians, it's working against humanity. Because the truth is the powers that be don't really like people. See, we think it's racial. It is not racial. It's people. Satan does not like people. And he is the prince of the rulers of the air out there. So it's about getting rid of a population. Depressing a population to the place where they take their own lives. It's about putting the pressure on you so tough and so tight that you just quit. It's not about race, ladies and gentlemen. Race is a smoke screen. These people are intelligent. They know that melanin is just a chemical in the skin and everybody has it. Some of us just happen to have more than others. Melanin popping, melanin do- melanin is nothing but a chemical that everybody has. So you can be black and be hungry. You can be white and be hungry. You can be Hispanic and be hungry. You can be Caucasian and be hungry. You can be, and be, you can be Asian and be hungry. Look outside of America. Let's get off of Instagram long enough to just watch something educational and you will see that every continent is suffering. Every continent is suffering. No, 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 they're not suffering over in Europe. Everything is wonderful in Europe. If I could just go to Europe and just sit under the Eiffel Tower under the sunlight and just have a beignet, listen to me. Right on the other side of town, they're trying to burn it down. Because the powers that be have created systems to destroy mankind. But we in the body of Christ are exempt from that if we heed the principles in this word. What goes on out there has nothing to do with what goes on in here. So please do me a favor. Do not text me about the next COVID variant. I do not care. Please don't waste my time. Please do, please don't waste my time with that garbage. Cough the mess up and move on. Do not text me about what I'm supposed to do about rent. Pastor told us this was going to happen. So what are you going to do about it? I said, what you going to do about it? I said, what you going to do about it? You're going to have to, Pauline, they're going to have to do the work. Nothing just happens. You know, we're raising up a debt-free army in this house. And it's not so that we can be fabulous. It's not for that. It is not for that. If you get a purse out of this, listen, Don't make it by the purse, just go buy it. Don't waste your time on a faith project with a purse and shoes and men with a three piece suit. That is so meaningless to God. Just go get it. If you want it, just go get it. Don't make it a big, just go get it. It's not a faith project. We need to be using our faith for things that actually matter. If you go to heaven wearing and wands or you go to heaven wearing you know Jordan wands you still go and they and can I tell you something you're gonna leave them here and whether they made of plastic or made of leather they're gonna burn because this is all it's gonna be gone. Now listen, I am by no means saying that we shouldn't be fabulous. Do not misconstrue what I'm saying. Because on this side, it's a different. There's a difference, right? But here's what I'm trying to teach today, that nothing just happens. If you want to be debt-free, you're going to have to do the work. If you want your marriage to be restored, you're going to have to do the work. If you want your children to be blessed, you're going you're to have to do the work. Because nothing just happens. So say I want my marriage to be right. What am I going to have to do? Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. I'm just going to flow with it this morning. I know media, we got these notes, but there's too much on these notes for me to even teach all of this in one session. So let me just get out what the Lord would have me get out. And 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 we'll do Ephesians chapter 5. Look at that verse 22. And I'm just going to skip around. Verse 22, wives submit See, I was, yeah see. see? But that's an action. an action. Your marriage ain't gonna work if you don't do that. Because we can't have two bulls in the China cabinet tan up stuff. It, it just ain't gonna it just ain't, it just ain't gonna happen. Bulls go with heifers. <laughs> farming terms, ladies and gentlemen, farming terms. Now, if your mama used to call you a heifer, fix your attitude and let's move on. But what I'm saying is bulls go with heifers. If you watch National Geographic, you never see the heifer climbing up on the bull. Children don't have a clue what I'm talking about, but y'all get the image. Y'all watch National Geographic. Because nature knows that the female, Come on, say it ladies, yeah. oh y'all can't even say it because it just, <laughs> it just, it just mess with everything on the inside of you. Okay, don't worry about it. Verse 25, look at this, I'm just showing you nothing just happens. 25, what does it say? Husbands what? You can stop right throughout the whole month. Love her when you take a business trip. Love her when you go to the golf club. Love her when you go to work. Love her. Because if you love her, there's some things you won't do to her. Knowingly or unknowingly. I'm just trying to tell you, a happy marriage is not automatic. camp, we think if we just sow a seed for it, you're sowing seed for what you don't even believe. Oh, Lord, I'm back. You're sowing seed for what you don't believe. I don't sow a seed until I actually believe it. If I can't submit, why am I sowing a seed for my marriage to be restored? learn to submit first and then put the seed on it. I put the seed on it when I'm doing everything I know I'm supposed to do and I need the supernatural to step in on it. That's how it works. Nothing just happens. This is not the casino. This is not because so you can't just come put something in pastor's hand, put something in my hand, throw something on the podium, throw something on the altar, and then just go out the door and do what you want to do. It's not going to work. Yes.
1: Haven't we proven that already?
0: Yes. Yes. Because nothing just happens. Our God is very intentional. Everything in the physical realm and the spiritual realm are governed by laws. And the laws cannot be circumvented You cannot go around them You can't go around them You can't go over them You can't go under them You gotta go through them Laws are working right now in this room We're not floating Why are we not floating? Because the law of gravity is keeping us pulled down To the center of the earth now, if we take away gravity like on the moon, we what? Float. But we don't live on the moon, do we? We live on Earth. So things here don't just start floating. So please do not text me or Pastor about something floating in your house. Yeah, just dust. Just dust. Just dust. And stop watching TikTok. Got all the stuff moving in your room because demons need hosts I'm telling you but the word the, the, the church is getting real goofy because we won't do the work we won't read the Bible okay laws govern the spirit realm uh second chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 says what We should should know that one. If my people who are called by my name. Just read it. So if is the beginning statement of a law. If my people who are called by my name would just do what? and do what? Then what will happen? Seek Seek his face. Uh Then he's going to hear. Well, I don't feel like God is hearing me. Well, nothing just happens. There's something you've got to do. You've got to humble yourself. I said you've got to humble yourself, pray, and seek his Turn from your wicked ways Then he'll hear Nothing just happens Well I called on the Lord But you called on him in pride You called on him and you don't have time for him To even respond Because you won't seek his See when you talk about seeking his face, You're talking about I'm making time For you God to actually talk to me I'm making time, Father God, to, to, to shut out all the other distractions and all the other voices, and I am focusing in because I really want to hear. Okay, so I've got some family that they, they do me kind of funny. See, when I call, they stay on the phone with me until somebody else more important calls. And then they say, oh, oh, I got to go. I'll call you back later. But they're not going to really call me back. already know how this works. We've been at this for a lot of years. You're not going to actually call me back. Why are you not going to actually call me back? Because in that person's mind or mindset at that moment, what somebody else is about to say or about to bring to the table is more valuable. than. So if we can never stop long enough, turn off the cell phone, turn off the TV, put the kids to their room and in their bed, and say, God, I'm here with you. You ain't really, you ain't really, you ain't, you're not really seeking. So I, God ain't saying nothing. Well, when did you give him the opportunity? I told you, nothing just happens. Let me read my notes. Let's see what I'm supposed to say. Good or bad. Nothing just happens. I don't know why. I just, I'm, I'm just doing all I know how, and, and stuff, stuff, stuff just keep going wrong, keep going wrong, keep going wrong. No stuff shouldn't always be going wrong. Proverbs twenty six and two. Media, you don't even have that one. Like a flitting sparrow and like a flying swallow, so a curse. If you don't give a curse a reason to be there, it can't stay. See, we're not a cursed people. We're a blessed people. We are a blessed people with a real adversary. So sometimes the adversary can kick up a little dust. But all you have to do is give yourself a little time, get the dust out your eyes, regroup yourself, and you go on. But if you look up and you find that every month I don't have my rent? Every one of my children are donkeys? I can't never make a dollar out of 15 cents? I can't never get peace in my mind? We got to evaluate. Am I really living under the blessing? Or am I just a person who likes how that sounds but when I go outside I'm really just gonna do things my way. Our apostle says that that's the theme song in hell. I did it my way. Well is your way working because your way is not bringing about the blessing. Go to Psalm number 112 because I'm gonna show you what the blessed person. I'm sorry media. Y'all earn a y'all paycheck today. <laughs> they get paid, y'all heavenly, heavenly, heavenly. Oh, no. Psalm 112. Look at this. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed is the man who, what? The Lord. And who does what? Delightly so the blessing comes when you decide, I delight greatly. In your commandments. So if the curse is always coming. And I'm always under cursed conditions. Then I've got to ask myself. Do I delight greatly in the Lord's commandments? Because sweetie. Nothing just happens. Good or bad. Say it. Say good or bad. Nothing just happens. happens. I need to check myself. Because nothing. So, our pastor, a few weeks back, did an awesome series. I told him it should be a book, but he said the Lord didn't tell him that, so I ain't going to bother him. The iPad series. When we talked about identity, purpose, assignment, and destiny. Now, listen to this. We're created in the image and likeness of the Lord. Amen? Amen? And with that, identifying with him comes A personal purpose there is something God has you here to do and I'm gonna tell you something it's not necessarily your job what you do as a vocation is just where you go to collect seed it's just where you go so you can make sure that come September 1 mr. man has his or her mrs. man got their rent money or so-and-so got their mortgage payment, Amen. or if you don't have either one of those, that the lights can be on. Right. That you can always come into the house of God and bring an offering. Amen. So that you can always be a blessing to some. That's why you go to work. You don't go to work to fulfill purpose and destiny. That would get a lot of us out of college, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If we just understood that college is just, training you to work somewhere. But if you listen to your man and woman of God, college ain't uh, necessarily a requirement for the come up. I submit 70% of people who are in college should not be there. Why are you going to college when all you want to do is paint fingernails? What are you doing that for? But that's neither here nor there. So we all have a purpose. With that purpose comes an assignment. Now, let's back up to purpose. I want you to know what your purpose is. Purpose is the coding that's on your spiritual DNA. It's it's what God has put into you that makes you you. Your purpose might sound like my purpose, But one bit of coding might be different that makes your purpose different from my purpose. I may be called to women. I know I'm called to children. Okay, I'll go there. I'm not necessarily called to a worldwide ministry to children. Pastor Kim, why do you say that? I am not a person who gets giddy about traveling. I would much rather have my home be what I want my home to be and stay home at my home. I would much rather be at my church with my church the way it's supposed to be and invite as many people into my church as because I'm not the person that wants to roll around with a two, you know, rolling carry on and just I'm not that girl. But is my purpose to minister to children? Yes. But I'm best at ministering here than I am ministering there. But there might be somebody else who God says, hey, I've called you to minister to children, but I've wired you to only be home two nights out of the week. I've wired you to run through airports and and know how to, you know, get on subways. That's not me. But is there still a purpose? Absolutely. Our purposes don't have to match in order for it to be from God. And it will help a lot of people to understand that you are not called to do exactly what you watch the person on YouTube doing. You might be a local person. You might be a regional person. Not everybody has a personality that makes you want to sit up and watch them for 15, 20 minutes straight. So then you get frustrated in your soul because you only have 23 views. You only have 23 views because you're talking to too many. You're trying to talk to people. And the truth is only 23 people really want to hear you. Oh, y'all, it's the algorithm. No, it's not the algorithm. It's you have a personality that's designed for lunch. Some people got a personality that's designed for banquets. Did I just make it plain? But you have a purpose from God. All right, let's keep going. Now, that purpose comes with assignments. Assignments come with something called instructions. And this is where we're missing it. We're not doing the instructions that we've been given because too many of us are idols. See, I just went back to our original scripture. See, y'all thought I had got lost. I ain't lost. I'm not lost. Too many of us are idle. And idleness, my God, is a deterrent to your destiny. See, when you get the assignment, God is going to tell you how to carry your assignment out. I don't know how you were supposed to carry your assignment out. So don't put that pressure on me or on pastor. God gives you instructions on what you are supposed to do to bring about your destiny. We give general instructions that are to be a blessing to the body of Christ. Okay, so let's talk about the debt freedom, which really we don't really talk about anymore. We don't talk about it anymore. If you think about it, you've not heard us talk about it very much. Because we decided that we're not going to keep talking about something that's not necessarily sin that people don't necessarily want. Now, if you want to get out of debt, we will talk with you on how to get out of debt and instruct you on how to get out of debt. But we're not going to take two hours on a Sunday teaching about debt freedom. Because pastor has given a plethora of instructions. And we keep watching people do whatever it is they want to do because they don't understand that it's not going to just happen. I don't care what the prophet said over your life. Oh, he prophesied to me debt freedom. He prophesied to me a prosperity mantle is on my life and I'm walking. You will take that mantle, fold it up, put it in your nightstand, because it ain't doing nothing. <laughs> because you still have to, nothing just, but it's a prophecy, Pastor Kim. And when, believe the prophet, and you going to prosper. Do you know what comes with believing? That's in the book of James. If you don't have the corresponding works to go with what you say you believe, you don't actually believe it. You're just talking about it. And do you know what the Bible calls that? Idle babblings, idle chatter. You're just running your mouth because you think that's what we want to hear. But it's not yet what's... Well, Pastor Kim, how am I going to know when you stop doing silly stuff with your money? when you stop going to restaurants when you know you can't afford them. Uh Uh-uh, Pastor Kim, uh uh-uh, I I eat cheap. No, there's nothing cheap anymore. Oh, there's nothing cheap anymore. A nugget meal at McDonald's is now $10.19. Y'all, that ain't even chicken. $10.19 for 10 nuggets? A fry and a drink? But I can go home when I wanted to get out of debt. I'm debt free, so I don't don't be bothering me about way. Don't be bothering me about my drive-through. Don't bother me.
1: <laughs>
0: but I'm saying, if you want to get out of debt, you don't keep giving Salem's eighty dollars. When you want to get out of debt, you go home with your two-dollar bag of lima beans and you soak them overnight. You boil you a piece of smoked turkey meat. You cook them. Da- you get a whole fryer chicken. I ain't say get no roaster because a roaster too big and it cost too much. You get you a whole fryer chicken and you roast it and you have dinner. You make your little cornbread. I didn't say you buy Jiffy. I said you always keep cornmeal and flour in your house so you can make you some cornbread. See, because with cornmeal and flour, you can make you about 30 pans of cornbread. Because you're trying to get out of debt, right? Because just because the man of God spoke a word over your life does not mean it's coming to pass. First on. on. Timothy 1:8. one eight. First Timothy 1:8. Oh, one eight. Oh, First Timothy one eight. Oh, because you got to get up off your tutu and get to work. Oh, that's the wrong scripture. Hold on, uh uh-uh, hold on, hold on. May it's 18. Oh, somebody find it for me. Paul urged Timothy to war a good warfare with the prophecy that he had been spoken over his life. He told him to war a good warfare with it. That means that when you get a prophecy, you've got to go to work. Where is it? 118 okay. Oh y'all, you know what I was in second. T- yeah. yeah. This charge I commit to you son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you. That by them you may do what? Wage a good warfare. Anybody ever seen a warfare go on without there being work? This is how I know, y'all just just bear with me, let me just get this out. This is why I know Russia and Ukraine makes no sense. How in the world is a nation at war and the leader of a nation can do photo ops all over the world? Press conferences everywhere. His wife's shopping in Paris on the left bank. Baby, you at war. What, war you leader through? How you, how they let your plane, if it's a real war? How they let your plane leave the airstrip? If it's a real war. It's not about, it's not war. See, because real warfare, people, at, people are being displaced. People are being killed. Yeah, but it ain't war, y'all. It's staged. Well, why is it, oh gosh because the Ukraine has the most fertile, fertile soil there is. If most of our fertilizer comes out of the Ukraine and now we can't get fertilizers, we shut down the farms all over the globe. I, I, go to the other side of Instagram, go to the other side. Because besides you all not telling you stuff, go to the other side of YouTube. Because the truth of the matter is the things that we are focusing on and believing, they're just distractions, and they're keeping us from focusing on what we need to be focusing on. That is doing whatever it is God told you to do. Oh Lord, somebody told me I was, I was gonna be the head of the school board. Mm-mm because you got to war good warfare in your classroom you, you can't have the same bulletin board up all year long you got to war good you got to war good warfare in there you know I'm always on the teacher side but I, I you know but but come on y'all that mess ain't called teaching well, they're not sending me kids I can teach. You got the Holy Ghost, so don't you? Is it your assignment or is it not? No, I'm just, I'm just. They keep passing me up for promotion. They keep passing me up for promotion. Are you warring a good warfare? Are you completing the instruction that God gave you? Okay. Our apostle told us, Pastor John, he told us this. He said, on time, is late. That's right. Are you still showing up on time? Or are you a half hour early? See? See? That's why, nothing just happens. That's why the promotion doesn't come. They see you darting past the, you run across the parking lot with Starbucks in your hand. They know you sat for 20 minutes. They know you sat for 20 minutes in a drive. They know you sat for 20 minutes. But you couldn't be on my clock? Nothing just happens. We've got to do the work. Okay, so back to idleness. So what is idleness? Idleness is a lack of motion or energy. In describing a person, idle suggests having no labor. You're not doing anything. Now, well, Pastor Kim, isn't idleness the same as laziness? No, it's not. No, it's not. Laziness is a character trait. Actually, it's a character flaw. Lazy people do nothing. When I say they do nothing, they do nothing. Lazy people won't, won't, as the Bible say, won't feed themselves. A lazy joker or sit up all day long and not eat? Oh, I'm going to eat me something, so I must not be lazy. But did you wash the dishes when you finished eating? You might be lazy. Now, I understand, you know, maybe one night out the week, y'all got in late and you're tired and, and you let the pot soak. But if you let the pot soak every night, even if if it's a non-stick pot, you might be lazy. If you bought the vacuum cleaner and you don't use it, you might be lazy. Dog. If they gave you the pencil, gave you the notebook, gave you the study guide for the test, reviewed it with you, and you still fail it, you might be lazy. You're not idle. Oh, because you did something. You're just lazy. Idle people are people who don't complete the task at hand. Idle people They're busy. But in the things that they're supposed to be doing, they're not getting those done. Right, Miss Annie? They're busy doing nothing. But you're always busy. You might be idle if you go to bed tired every night, but you wake up in the morning and can't quite figure out what you did. But you know you didn't go to bed early. And you know you didn't miss work. But I'm tired. No, you're idle. Because you've been doing things that are not pertaining to your assignment. Look at this. Here's what the Bible calls idle. This is the the Strong's definition. Idle means remissness or you're lax or neglectful. You neglect your duties. You're not lazy. You come to church. But if the usher's supposed to be here at 9 o'clock and you show up at 10.45, but you were up, so you're not lazy. You're just idle. You're idling around. It also means deceit. We'll get to that. Slackness, treachery, betrayal of trust. That's what... Man, I trusted you with one assignment and you couldn't get it done because you're idle. You're not doing the things that you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do them. Deceptive action or nature. So why deceit? It's deceitful because you're fooling yourself. You actually think you are in faith. But the truth of the matter is it's impossible for you to be in faith. Romans chapter 10. Y'all look at me like, how is that possible? Romans 10. 17. 16 and 17. Thank you, media. It says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report. So look at 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're fooling yourself when you think you're in faith when you haven't even listened to the word of God. So how do you have faith? How did your faith come? How would your, your, your faith come? Because you're not listening to the word. No, you're not in faith. There are very few people who are actually in faith. There are a lot of people who are in hope because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you're hoping for something, but you're not yet in faith. Because if, when you get over into faith, you build faith because you've heard something long enough, loud enough that you actually believe it. So you're fooling yourself thinking that the word is going to come to pass in your life because I believe. No, you don't actually believe. Sweetie, nothing just happens. You're not just going to wake up and, and, and become a millionaire. There's supposed to be 10 millionaires in this house. Can I tell you something? Uh, um, okay, so let's let's deal with this wealth of the wicked thing. Because some people think the the millionaire status is going to come because somebody is just going to transfer some money into your account. Okay, the IRS does not allow that. Okay, Let's so let's just, let's just, let's just, okay, let's just settle that. If you wake up and there is a million dollars in your account, please do not spend it. Please do not spend it. Call them folk, go through all night. If they tell you, hey, we can't see where it came from, you can, uh, well, okay. But it's not yours. It's called a computer error. If a Brinks truck breaks down, and somebody hits, and all the money comes flying out of the back, do not stop and pick it up. You call 911 and tell them, hey, it's money flying all over the interstate, and I ain't got a dime. I'm videotaping all the people that's picking it up so you can go get the fuck money. Because the money in the Brinks trunk does not belong to Brinks. Don't take the money. But the wealth is coming. I'm going to show you who the wicked one is. I'll show you who the wicked ones are. Go to Matthew 25. I'm just all over the place. Is it helping anybody? Yes. Is it at least entertaining somebody? Anybody entertained? Anybody? Okay, amen. Go to the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. We like this one, right? So the ruler of the house is going away, and he has some property that he entrusts to his servants. He gives one servant... Five talents. He gives another servant four talents. Um, two talents, and then he gives another servant one talent. And he gave them all talents according to their ability. Now, y'all don't beat me up about this. Just swallow it. Not everybody is a has five talent capacity.
1: But that's not for me to judge.
0: I don't know who has five talent capacity. Do you know what I do as as a leader? You entrust everybody like they have five talents until they show you they can't handle five talents and the next time you send out talents, you only give them two. Because I don't know, this is the Lord. He knows who can handle five, who can handle two, and who can handle only one. So here's what happened, he goes away. So he comes back, he wants a record. Now, what did you do with my stuff the one with five came and said hey sir I put your money with money changes and uh I invested the thing he go 10 I doubled my money the one that got two did the same thing master hey I got four both of them heard well done thy good and faithful servant enter into the joy of the Lord they they both heard a wonderful conclusion to the matter But the person who only had one talent capacity, which proved they had really no capacity, did not put that man's money to make more money. Do you understand that whatever God has entrusted to you, he's expecting it to grow? He's all. Do you think God is pleased that you all degreed up and your baby can't read? It happens every day. Because what he expects is not just you increase, but you and your children increase more and more. Nothing just happens though. So the guy with one talent, the Lord says, hey, what you got for me? Oh, I knew you were something else. I knew you were not to be played with. I knew not to play with your money. I burnt a hole, put it in the ground. hit your one back. He, what did he say? He said, you wicked. What else did he say? Where the, oh, y'all ain't with me. Okay, I got to read my Bible. Okay. You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have at least deposited my money in the bank and made me some more money. So you know what he did? He took the talent from him and gave it to the one who had 10 talents. There is the wicked giving over their stuff to the righteous. So was the wicked person without or was the wicked person within? You're not gonna get Bill Gates money. How would you? What avenue would he, see this is where the, the things with the faith camp get kind of kind of murky. How you going to get his money? Right. Oh, he's just going to pull your name out of a hat and you just, he's going to throw a dart at a map of St. Pete and it's going to hit your address and he's going to send his servant to find your house and to give his money to you. trying to find y'all since the Lord gave me this on the 19th of August hence Proverbs 19 my whole thought life has been consumed with this because I'm trying to not teach a message to y'all I am trying to pinpoint in my life Why hasn't that happened or why did that happen? Because I understand Father dealing with you, there's no happenstance, there's no coincidence, there is no chance. I've got to do something in order, there you go with that works thing, I'm not talking about works, I'm looking for the instruction that I missed. I feel I feel what you feel. I've been in a house 10 years. I don't want this house no more. I, I, I want it, Deke. Don't get me wrong, cuz I got the right neighborhood. I got the right house on the block. But I want to own it. Right. Deke, I ain't trying to move the rent again. That's right. oh, yeah. See, see, Dick, I knew you got it, because see, you rich, you rich like me. You we 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 vibe with, Dig. I ain't trying to keep So the Lord's got to instruct me On how to take possession Now can The owner of the home Who loves John and I Or Pastor John and I Because we take wonderful care of his property Could the Lord turn his heart Toward us Now, that wouldn't be far-fetched because we're, we're already connected like that. But if he comes back to me again, like he did before, with a number that's below market value, I need to have it. And faith can pull it in. No, girl, use your faith. God gives houses. I, I, listen, y'all, I meditate that same scripture. Riches and houses are inheritance from father. I meditate that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I also know that when the children of Israel were in Babylon, he told them they, they were going to build houses, right? Stay there. You're going to be there a while. Right. Right. Let me back up. No. When they were sojourning, there it is, Deuteronomy chapter 2, they kept going around the mountain. He said, hey, stop going around this mountain so many times. How long are you going to do this? He said, turn yourself northward. He said, now when you go through them people, I think it's Seir. When you go through that area, he says, I don't want you to do anything. I ain't give you their land. Did you hear what the Lord said? He said, I didn't give it to you. You know what he told him he wanted them to do? Buy from them. Now with your faith self, what do you do with that? Well, what it told me was, everything I may desire, He may not give it to me. There's some things I may have to buy.
1: So this message, I'm letting you guys
0: like listening on a Zoom call, but your face is not present. This is because I need to make sure that there are not places in my life where I've allowed idleness. To set in. Okay, how do we get there? We were talking about that wicked person. Making that money. Wicked had to turn it over. But it's not necessarily gonna come from who y'all think. So if it's your idea, it's not gonna work like that. If you think, let's stop killing off our family members. Let's let's just do that, number one. Well, why do you say that, Pastor Kim? Because it can't all come by death. I would much rather have the house and keep the family. To leave. It's your battle axe, anyways. No, I'm just. All right, let's keep going. Idleness. Idleness. I can I can paint another picture for it. anybody ever seen a car trying to tow another car? Yes. And they use a chain. You ain't gonna tell your fender up. You can't do it with these newer cars because all that mess is plastic. But back in the day, we had one of them big old long Grand Prix and a, 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 a Monte Carlo, you know, them cars like that, you could pull like that. And they would use a chain. Now, the car that's being towed made no progress if there was slack in the chain. It went nowhere. It wasn't until the front car that's doing the towing put enough power into it that they took all the slack out of the chain. Now that car can go somewhere, right? So in our life if there's any place where we're being slack we can't go anywhere we can't go in. We're, just we're just spinning our wheels you're just in neutral car has the ability to roll but, but there's too much too much slack in the chain and you can't okay 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 6-15 through 15. we're going to do that in the New Living Translation God don't really like this idleness, y'all. Because it's keeping us his children. You know, think about when your children are idle, how you feel. When you know they should be doing more. You know there's more in them. And they're just, they're just there. They've been deceived into thinking laying on the sofa with a controller in their hand at 40 years old is okay. It's a deception, y'all. Listen what idleness I'm going to paint a picture of this. this. Idleness is demonic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's intentional. People are idle now who in previous decades wouldn't have been. Because some of the stuff I see does not even match the culture I grew up in. This stuff don't go together. See, Pauline, the way we grew up, because we changed a little bit too, because, you know, we have a tendency on an off day to keep our pajamas on all day. On an off day. On an off day. Now, the way I was raised was at 6 o'clock in the morning, everybody got up. And on Saturday, everybody got up out the bed. And you did not walk around in your pajamas. You did not walk around with your face unwashed. And you did not go in their kitchen looking any kind of way. You got clothes on. And if you didn't get them on fast enough, your daddy said, go, get in, the- go in that room and put your clothes on. Because especially a girl, you did not walk around that house looking like that. But what has idleness done? Now we think pajama pants are fashion. Listen, ladies and men. If they're called pajamas and they are in the lingerie intimate section of the store, they're for your bedroom or for your home. I don't care if Rule 21 sells them with all different cartoon characters on them. They are still pajama pants and they do not leave your house. Because I will not let you in my house like that. I struggled with the kids wanting to wear the onesies for Christmas to the bowling alley. What did y'all do The Christmas bowling in the onesie? I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I could ever see. But I didn't want to, you know, they're already different from everybody any kind of way, so I didn't want to, they all, they, they look different, so I didn't want them to be picked on any more than they already are. But that's not my nature. Idleness. Idleness makes you keep a bonnet on. All day long in 97 degrees, with a quick weave underneath it. You know what your hair smell like? I don't Who? who care? Who, 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 who wanna fight? I don't care. It's a symptom of idleness. Thing going on in your life because if you can go do it with a bonnet on you shouldn't be doing it anyways it's actually called a sleep bonnet or a sleep cap if you aren't sleeping take it off serious? Because idleness will clothe you with rags. Idleness is going to have your tail around here hungry. And if I find out you're hungry because you're idle, I'm going to let you go two or three days. That's rude, Pastor Kim. No, I'm just telling you, I'm not going to feed you. I'm going to let you fast for two or three days. I'm going to let your neighbor touch your backbone before I feed you. Because you can do better because there's better in you. There's better in you. My God, idleness is destroying a nation. It's not just destroying black people. It's not just destroying, it's destroying this nation. All we want to do is play, 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 play. I ain't never seen this much playing in all the creation. We're the only nation playing this much We're the only nation playing this much Other nations got too much on the line To be sitting up playing They're trying to get school fees together Because you know in America you get to go to school for free Get your tail up and be on time tomorrow I don't know who I'm talking to But get up and go to school on time Because your sisters and brothers in Africa Their parents are selling rats on the side of the road So they can go to class and your education free, and you sleep in class, call me. I'll come pop you in the head with a paint stick. Think I won't. Think I won't. Because I'm not taking care of you. I've decided I'm taking care of those ones who can't take care of themselves. The children of Uganda, they need my help. American children, not so much. Now if I find out you need my help, I'm gonna help you. Cause it ain't never the children's fault. But you and your idol behind, shouldn't nobody smoke that much weed and think they gonna function. Y'all think it's funny, but I'm not being funny right now. I'm just, I'm telling. So there are dispensaries everywhere. Why, y'all? Why? Why? Be smarter than that. So you smoke all day legally and sleep all day. You produce nothing. You produce nothing. Marijuana is the most useless narcotic there is. Y'all, y'all believe in science, right? All of y'all COVID people, we believe the science. Well, the science says marijuana is useless. It does not fix glaucoma. Stop the lies. Get your blood pressure down. That's how you fix your eyes. Stop with all the white rice with every meal. That'll fix your eyes. Listen. They're trying to put a generation of people to sleep, and it's working. Hippies, Folk, they fought and came out of marijuana. They fought and came out of it. Went on, with to Harvard and Yale and Princeton and Columbia and got good degrees. they professors and everything, and now they smoking weed again. Go in there and shoot your wife like that? You was high. How you How you a sitting judge and you went and killed your wife? Because you not got out there with that little young thing and I got on them drugs? I know what. The, the news don't tell you, but we know the truth because they put a nation to sleep. President Biden wants to track $400 if I go to Nordstrom and spend it. He wants me to tell him what I did with $400. But y'all can't figure out where all of this, all, all of this Percocet, all this OxyContin—they can't keep track of that. But you want to keep track of 300 million people, $400. How you gonna keep? Tra- you, you able to keep track of that? But you can't figure out that Walgreens was pumping that stuff, Pfizer was pumping that stuff, dropping it off in the communities. Oh, Pastor Kim, you making this stuff up? This stuff don't happen. It stuff happens. So y'all just think I want y'all to be smart This is why I say some of this stuff that I say Africa Is ravaged by AIDS And HIV Now how did that many people get HIV And AIDS When you don't have enough money to leave your neighborhood how did it get there How did it get to a place where it just, it just ravaged the nation. And I don't care which coast you own. How, how that how happen? Cause we sleep y'all. Cause we sleep. The same way they did in America with the free vaccine is the same way they introduced AIDS to Africa with free vaccinations that we're gonna help you people. We're just gonna help you people. But Uganda found out that if you don't stand for their foolishness, they will cut off all your vaccines. Well, what you talking about? Well, Uganda said, this ain't got nothing to do, but I'm just, it does, you'll get it. So Uganda said, we're not about this gay marriage garbage. And Western America, Western Europe, you're not gonna put this on us. So do you know what they did? the loving people. We love Black Lives Matter people. You know what they did? They cut off all aid, all support, all food, all vaccinations to the country of Uganda. But you just love people. And what are we doing with our wealthy self? Laying on a sofa high with a bowl of cereal and a controller in our hand. (laughs) You want to get your son off of marijuana, put him out. because he can't afford it if you got to pay rent. And you silly young girls, don't take them in. Let them get out there on that hot pavement at 96 degrees. They'll kick the habit. Oh, Pastor Kim, you just mad. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6 in the New Living Translation. Cause this is about idleness because nothing just happens. We got to go to work. We got to work everything we read and we hear in this Bible. Everything comes across this podium. You got to do it. You can't just be hearers. James tells us that, don't it? Don't be a forgetful hearer, but be a doer of the word, and that person is blessed. But when you sit up and you just, I'm just coming to church, you're idle. You're just nosy. You just want to see what somebody got on. You just don't want nobody to say you one there. Because you walk right out of here and do whatever the stew beef you want to do. And then six months later, you in here crying because this thing do not work and I'm going to just leave this church. You wasn't here anyways. You don't tie. You don't help clean up. You don't pull weeds. But you do eat the food. Because we can throw a good event, can't we? Yeah, Lord. See, I'm meddling. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we give you this command. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, stay away from all believers who live idle lives and don't follow the tradition they receive from us. What are you supposed to do with those kind of people? What kind of people you stand away from? That old that old sleazy girl that be sleeping with people, stay away from her? Yeah, stay away from her too, but this one say stay away from folks. All they doing is sitting up, bothering your ear about what they finna do. Well, I'm finna do, and I'm about to do, and I'm praying about it. Stop praying about it and just do it. Stay away from them. Now, who wrote 2 Thessalonians? Paul. We like Paul, don't we? What is Paul? I Paul saying, stay away from him. He says, I'm giving you this command. He says, for you know that you ought to imitate us. Imitate us. Who are you imitating? Some idle people. Idle people who never take tennis shoes off their feet. I know you idle when I catch you and all you ever have on is tennis shoes. You are flip flops. Or if you grew up like me, flip flops. I used to say flip-flops. This new flip-flop thing is an old Navy thing because in the hood, there was flip-flops. You're not going to do anything important with, with your flip-flops on? Go before the judge with them flip-flops and what the judge going to tell you. What the judge going to tell you? You got to get out of here with my courtroom with them flip-flops on your feet. <laughs> oh, no, these Air Force Ones, and they, they just, they just, oh, they just, they just, they just, They just what? They just sneakers. You're not going to do no multimillion dollar deal in no sneakers. Oh, but I like they comfortable. Baby, comfort don't make you no money. Comfort will keep you hungry. I see the little girls in the mall applying for jobs. And I walk past them. I wouldn't hire you. I wouldn't hire you. I
1: wouldn't
0: hire you. I wouldn't hire you. You didn't come here about business. You didn't come here to get a job. You came here already proving to me you're gonna be you and you're gonna do this thing your way. Well, times have changed. No, they didn't. They just changed for idle people. Cause can I tell you something? Catch Jay-Z on a good day when he going down there with them folk on Fifth Avenue. Armani black suit. Oh man, 50 cent be 50 cent be suited up. See, they started a culture, but for them it was business. Y'all, it's business. Kim Kardashian is in business. Nicki Minaj, they're in business. Their persona is how they make their money but we're taking it on as a way to conduct and live our lives, and it's not
1: going
0: Now, I'm just going to say it, and I don't... You know, y'all do it what you will. What, the tennis shoe, T-shirt preacher? Okay, great. But what are you raising up? I said, what are you raising up? See, I, I, I along with pastor... We're trying to raise up leaders, yeah. kingdom advancers, people who don't just fill in. No, they go in and take over. So that, that, that's, that's other people culture. But I know what ripped jeans. I know how I act when I put on some ripped jeans. I'm chilling. I'm chilling hard. I okay. Oh you so cute, girl, please. I'm just I'm just not I'm just here. I'm just here. I'm just I'm I'm vibing. That's all I'm just vibing. I'm not really going to do any business. I'm I'm just But if you catch me with a black suit on and some black pumps, I'm on my way to handle something. And I'm walking a little different. I'm not not slow walking. I'm not sliding my feet. I'm not shuffling. I'm walking fast and I'm walking strong. See, because when they really wanted to raise up people to be something, that's what they told us. See, you went to school back in the 80s, 1980s. They taught you black, brown, blue, and gray.
1: They,
0: They instilled that but now you want people to take you seriously with Biggie on your t-shirt? I can't take you serious because that's baby Biggie with a cigar in his mouth. I don't really want to do business with you because you're already showing me. Oh, but they do that in Silicon Valley. Uh Uh-huh, that's great. Till Mark Zuckerberg really go do business and he got on a navy blue suit with a crisp white shirt. They're lulling us into idleness. And I just want the church to wake up out of it. I'm in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 7. For you know you ought to imitate us. We are not idle. We were not idle when we were with you. Right? Pastor told y'all he don't come to now event and just sit down and, and, you know, wait for y'all with palm fronds to fan him and feed him grapes and bring his stuff. He has two good working arms. He can carry his Bible. But he works. We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. So you sit down at the table with us. We'll karate chop you by the bill. Because we're demonstrating something. Now, what happens is, as you are being raised up, you figure out how to outdo us because you're imitating. We work day and night so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. Even while we were with you, we gave you this command. Those unwilling to work will not get to eat. Is this Old Testament or New Testament? Take note of those who refuse to obey this letter, what we say in this letter. Stay away from them. Listen to this. So they will be ashamed. Don't think of them as enemies, though. But warn them as you would a brother or a sister. Warn them. Warn them you're not you you struggling for no reason baby you you're not doing anything listen I'm going to tell you many of you need to go to school and I don't mean go to college I mean go to school I mean make up for those years where things just didn't matter to you Okay, can we, can we, can we, can we be mom and children? Can we, okay, we can do that. There is nothing wrong with taking an adult education course because, hey, my reading isn't as strong as it should be. Well, why would I do that, Pastor Kim? Well, you said that there's a prophecy over your life to minister. I didn't tell you to minister. You said you got a word from the Lord. So you're going to have to do what? Oh, well, the Lord's going to give me the tongue of the learn the same way he did with Moses. Moses, he stuttered. Where does it say he, he, he stuttered? He was raised in the Egyptian palace. He spoke something different than his Hebrew brethren. He wasn't raised Hebrew. And even if he did go and stutter, we have speech pathologists now that will help you get rid of the stutter. See how y'all just backed up on me because I just challenged your little tail. Say, you all right when I said just go to work and I, see, I just challenged you. Oh, the Lord's called me to do international business. Can you count money properly? Can you add decimals and subtract decimals? Oh, I'm a chef. I'm going to cook. Can you scale up a recipe? Can you handle fractions? Can you handle fractions? You can't handle fractions? Okay, then you can't cook. Because you need to know right. that three teaspoons equals one tablespoon, and if they tell you to increase the recipe by two and a half times, and you in there, the mess going to be too salty. Or the cake not going to bake because you didn't have enough flour. But God told me I was going to He did. But until that thing manifests, this is the preparation stage. Because, baby, nothing just happens. Oh, God's just going to lay it on me and I'm going to be, hmm. Nothing just happens. Well, the Lord teach you, and Mama Alberta has that testimony, right? She says uh, she used so many drugs, That she could not read and everybody's like oh yeah see God will teach you the part you're missing is that she took one scripture and wrote it I don't even know how many times but it was a lot of times and she read 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 some more And her and dad Durba got up in the morning, and they got their Bibles out, and they read, and they read, and he read to her, and they read, and they read, and they, they... because nothing just, nothing, she did the work, nothing just, nothing just happens, nothing just happens. She allowed the Holy Ghost to put her through school. Idleness. Did I say this right? Oh, Jesus was an idol. I should show y'all that. John chapter 9. Oh yeah, y'all gonna like this. John chapter 9 verse 4. They're gonna put on the screen in the International Standard Version. Listen at this. Jesus said, I must do the the one who sent me of the one who sent me while it is day, because night is approaching when no one can work. So Jesus worked the work? Well, why didn't Jesus just just say, okay, I'm here. He prepared me a body and I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. The message is here. The Redeemer is here. The Messiah is here. No, that's not how Jesus operated. Whatever the father told him to do, he did it. Whatever the father told him to say, he said, I only say those things that I heard my father tell me to say. He had to do. When the Lord said, go to Galilee, he went to Galilee. When he said, go to Capernaum, he went to Capernaum. He did everything. He said, I got to work the works that he sent me to do. So if Jesus had to work the works. Why do you keep letting yourself off the hook? You want the next level? You're going to have to work like you want it. Thank you, Laquanda. Thank you, baby, because just you and Ed gave me one. I take the one. You want the next level. You're going to have to work like you want them. Well, I'm just believing the promotion's gonna come. Okay, okay, that can get kind of dangerous, okay? That can get kind of dangerous. Do you want your doctor to just have favor and just show up? Because the favor was working, and, and I believe I can do an appendectomy. I, I I believe. Now, I know I was just stalking the surgical room last month, but today I believe. I believe I can I believe I can do it because. So why is it that we have categories of people who say they got to work hard for this category or I don't have to? Okay, so how do we get all of this to work? The kingdom of God works by seed. Your seed is called obedience. Obedience is the seed for a harvest. When you do what you are told to do, you can, Isaiah 119, Isaiah 119 and uh, 20. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you will do what? But if you refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword. Because nothing just happens. So obedience becomes your seed for your harvest. The Bible tells us that except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. That means that a seed is the only thing that has a guaranteed automatic result. Seeds going to work regardless. A seed would germinate in a paper towel. It'll germinate in a cup. It'll, we know Brick Street Farms right here. They don't have an ounce of soil, and they're growing things. Because a seed is going to do what a seed is going to do. Obedience will do everything that it's attached to. But obedience requires us to get up and to do something. Amen. Look at 1 Samuel 15, 22 in the Living Bible, because I'm losing y'all. We're going to go home. Let's go. Hallelujah. 22 in the Living Bible. It says this. Samuel replied, has the Lord as much pleasure in your burnt offerings and sacrifices as in your obedience? Obedience is far better than sacrifice. Well, I sold a seed. I gave $100 to the. But after you sowed the seed, or before you sowed the seed, did you do what you were supposed to do? Because all you did was just give away $100. Because the harvest that you're expecting is not coming, because the actual seed is obedience. He is much more interested in your listening to him than in your offering the fat of rams to him. Parents, are you the same way? You want a birthday gift? Or on Thursday of any random week, you just want them to do what you told them to do? All right, one last place. Go to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Hallelujah. not just some regular kind of death, even to the death of the... So the actual seed that the Lord put forth was his obedience. That, Lord, I know I'm coming down here not to be served, not to be praised, not to have people cry Hosanna. I'm coming down here to do your will, and that's to go to that cross to redeem mankind from every cursed element and condition that Satan has put on this world. Obedience is the actual seed. Now we know that seed, every seed brings forth after its own kind. I understand that. I'm not negating the power of a financial seed. I'm not negating any of that. What I'm telling you though is is you can sow a financial quote-unquote seed. I'm not going to really call it a seed because if there's no obedience attached to it, it's not one. It's not a seed. It's not a seed. Ooh. I've been wondering why, you know, when I sold, I sold $1,000, I made the vow and I paid it and nothing still, because it wasn't in seed form. Obedience is the husk. It's in your obedience. It's in your obedience. Did you actually do what he said for you to do when he said for you to do it the way he said do it? See, it's not obedience when you do it your way. That's placating. And if you're raised in my house, the worst thing you can do to anybody is just placate them because we'll call you out on it. You just doing that cause. You just saying that cause. Don't bring the fate there because it ain't going to fly. It ain't going to fly. It just just ain't going to. Because we deal with each other in truth. If something ugly, it's ugly. That's why most people can't deal with us because I'm not going to lie to you you. The Bible told me to deal with my brothers and sisters in honesty. He said lie not to one another. Right. So don't come ask me what it looked like if you don't want the truth. Right. You know how many people that got mad at me? Well, a few quit the church because you asked me for the truth. Right. Now I done told you the truth, and now you mad? Well, you didn't have to say it that way. I don't know how to give truth any other way. Truth comes with no chaser. I don't know you. Asked me. I didn't come to you. You asked me. Yeah. <laughs> have you asked the Lord for and he's given you an instruction on it and you refuse to do you're trying to placate him he doesn't play games like that he looks at the heart man can be fooled by that outward thing but God he knows why you're sewing. he knows why you're he knows why you went home and made up with your husband he know why he know why he know your real motive he knows your real motive
1: But it ain't obedience.
0: I just want to shut her mouth. See, that ain't obedience. That ain't obedience. And see, when we start doing the hard work of obeying the word of God, they will start seeing the manifestation or the harvest of those things we really say we won't. And when you get over into obedience... Y'all, Yo, you know how many times, Pastor, I had to talk our flesh out of borrowing money? Because I know I I can I can make the payment. My flesh like Range Rovers, too. My flesh like Mercedes, too. And the way I credit, look, they'll give me three or four of them. Because that's just how the game goes out there. But I told God I won't borrow. So do you know what God does when things come along and they look like they're going to put you in debt? He gets you out of it. Because I'm willing to obey you, Father. I mean, in my heart, I already know. If, if the person who owns our house decides they want to sell it and I can't find five bedrooms and six baths the way I want to pay for it, if I got to get two apartments, so what? It's just a place to hang your clothes and to go to sleep. Put your flower on the balcony and chill. I'm going downtown town where I can see everybody if I go somewhere. <laughs> Sit outside and be like, hey girl. <laughs> hey girl, where you going? <laughs> because I'm not gonna allow time and pressure. To pull me out of obedience and rob me of my seed. See, I've got a lot of seed in the ground for a house. I've got a lot of seed in the ground for a car. But I am not going to go and dig up my seed. Because I want to do what it is I want to do. So we got to just stop with all the faith jargon and actually become people of faith. The just we live by our faith. And faith without works is dead. I don't care how much you confess it. I don't care how many times you write it. I don't care how many times you put it. Listen, September, we're bringing the debts in. And pastor's gonna lay his debt-free hands, I'm gonna put my debt-free hands on those papers and we're going to agree with you. But it will become, listen to this, a ritual. If you walk out that door and charge, one more thing. Well, I need tires. No, the bus is running. Put the car down until you can get the tires. The bus is running. And if you've not made friendship with enough people that'll give you a ride, then you need to be a better member. But you don't... See, a lot of this stuff has just become religious practice. It's a ritual. You're no different than any other cult member. When it's not wrapped in obedience to the word, nothing just happens. This whole world is standing because God did something spoke and it became he reached an earth and formed something and it became he breathed into that earth and it became something when you begin to do what it is you've been told to do then you will become so today is a call to action. Here's here's where we are. Here's where we are. No, here's where we are. Either we are going to... No, that's how my grandma said I can't say it like that. You know about the the pot, sit on the pot, or, you know, we're not going to use that one. Either you're going to do this thing or you're not. Either your marriage is going to be restored or it's not. But I would much rather be praying for people and about things for people who are really because what happens is, is we're adding our faith to your faith but if your faith is not actual faith you're wasting my time you're wasting your flight leader's time you're wasting your girlfriend, your friends. you're wasting their time because you know the truth you know who you are nobody knows a person better than, them, than his own spirit you know you If you are tired and you say, Lord, today, I hear that word and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm I'm, I'm going to, at all costs, I'm going to do it. Now, here's how I know when you really, and I ain't got to know, so please don't don't be texting me all night because I've been up since 3.30, I'm going to get a good nap. (laughs) But find an accountability partner and tell them the truth that I, okay, so I've been talking this faith thing, but the truth of the matter is I haven't been in faith. I've been just taking the easy way out every time a challenge came. Okay, here's what I'm deciding to do. I am going to, from now on, do X, Y, and Z. Now, will you hit a hiccup in the road? Yes. Yes. When you hit a hiccup, you don't just say, oh, my God, oh, my God, okay, I messed up, and then you, no, no, you go back to what you said. You confess your fault. You confess your fault. You say, hey, friend, okay, I told you, I know I told you, I know what I said. I'm getting back on it, and I'm going to walk this thing out. Now, you come back to them three, four times, they got to warn you now. And then at that point, they got to say, okay, we're done with this. You take time to make up your mind that you actually want to do this, okay? And we can go forward. Now, the bigger issue is this. God has promised us an awesome life. I, like many other people in this church, have tried life outside of Christ. And when you compare the life outside of Christ to the life I live in Christ, nothing compares. Well, aren't you bored? How can you get bored? Get bored with God? Who's always got some exciting challenge on tap for you? I mean, y'all, I retired, how old was I when I retired? I say it like that. Other people call and left work, but I say I retire because that just sounds more fancy out there in the world. I was 40. How old, how old is my baby? She's 21. <gasps> yeah, she'll be 22. So, 20 years ago, we'll just go 20 years ago, I left that work thing out there. And for many of those years, I was home raising my family. I never thought. I'd be getting up every day with six of the wildest little boys you'll ever meet and I just don't ever get tired of them gee I'd be mad at them Ooh. and I come back every day and not because my flesh always wants to come back my love always wants to come back some days I want to call them and say oh drop them off at the house But then I'm like, uh, no, I'm not fishing nobody at the bottom of a pool. We're not doing that. But God asked me to do something. During COVID, you know, when everybody else was scared and the county shut down everything. He said, will you just open the church to kids? Y'all got these buildings, just open the church. You're not scared, are you? I'm like, the world wants me to be scared, Father, but I'm not scared. And so all those kids would come down here and we had all these volunteers and they would come and, and when they got to go back to school, the Lord challenged me again. He said, okay, this is a wonderful transition time for parents. Find those parents who say, you know what? I don't mind homeschooling. I'm not so caught up in that. Will you, will you do this? Will you stay here? And will you, yeah, God, I'll do it. And so when I tell you I'm blessed, I make no apologies about it. But it started with the decision, Elder. That God, whatever it is you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. But the number one decision I made was not about my assignment to children. It was that I would serve the Lord. And when I made Jesus Lord of my life, for real, for real, for real for real there's not much he can't ask me to do that i won't do immediately and there's some things he asks you to do you got to think about them twice like oh call that heathen from hell right there ah, tell him you forgive my life oh lord give me two days on that <laughs> i'm just i'm just telling y'all the truth i'm just telling y'all the truth but if you don't accept jesus
1: as your lord and savior
0: My heart weeps for you. Well, Pastor, why would you weep for me? Fine, I'm good. No, you're not good. You're not good. Satan knows that his days are drawing nigh. And he's really cutting up. He is really cutting up. People are doing things that I never thought in my lifetime. I used to hear my parents and grandparents say stuff like I never thought in my lifetime I would see or hear these things. Well, now I'm saying I'm seeing things that I never thought I would be seeing and hearing. And it doesn't scare me because God warned us that these days would come, but it makes me very concerned for a lot of people. And if you're here today And you've not said.